here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You watch this news all weekend long on cable? Just endless looping of video, political hacks, media hacks. Do you learn anything from these people? Now, we have a memo from the prosecutor, Rachel Mitchell. She's a sex crime prosecutor of decades. And I was the only national, what, figure who told you that she did an excellent job. The only one all over our favorite cable channel, the senior judicial analyst, trashing her. What's this, a courtroom? What the hell do you want it to be? We already have a Roman Colosseum going on here. She methodically. The problem was this five-minute rule, but she overcame the five-minute rule. We discussed this at length, not once, but twice last week. Now they're all saying, oh, did you see the memo? Did you see the memo? Honestly, even before we saw the memo, I went through what this prosecutor did. I took notes. I put some of it up on Facebook and Twitter, and we talked about the gaps. Dr. Ford is not credible in the least when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh. Zero, zero, zero. Brett Kavanaugh, by every standard, at least within the United States, you have to go to the old Soviet Union. By every standard, he's an innocent man. And the disgusting media never disappoints. One slob after another. And these nighttime comics with their weird Tourette's and all the rest... Every damn one of them. A clown. And not funny. You know, uh, Dr. Ford is credible. She's not credible in the least when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh. Why do they keep saying that? How is she credible? Incredible is better. Now, the FBI investigate. Well, it needs to be longer. We got 23 witnesses. You got to go where it is. This is a pathetic joke day in and day. And this guy, Flake, see how he's being celebrated now by the libs? This guy is a liar. He's a narcissist. And I'm going to prove it to you later in the program. Stick with me. We are the point of the spear. Trust me on this. We are the point on the spear. And I want to thank you, my beloved audience, again in New York, Again in New York, the highest 12-plus hour in the whole city, in terms of talk radio, that is. The highest 12-plus hour on WABC. The two highest 25-54 hours on WABC. In L.A., no different. The three highest 12-plus hours and two of the highest 25-54. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you, and it shouldn't, but in our business, it means a lot. We were moved to 11 p.m. Eastern time on Fox last night. And honestly, I'm not happy about it. 
that better not keep up. I'm just giving my own opinion because I don't do this because I need it because I don't need it. I do it because I'm trying to do my best in my way to save the republic. And one more hour of, uh, hey, did you hear what Saturday Night Live said? Oh, uh, what do you think of this one or that one? I mean, you're ready to blow your brains out. How about a real analysis of this stuff? Rather than regurgitation, rather than repetition. You understand the media are exploiting you, right? They keep using breaking news, headline news, breaking news. There's nothing breaking and there's nothing headline. Nothing else has happened. So what I do on this show, and what I have done on the Fox show, and what I do on Levin TV, and I really enjoy Levin TV, I hope you do too, what I do is something a little different. I treat you with respect. I treat you like you have intelligence, not this constant dumbing down with big mouths. This Rachel Mitchell, she was superb, superb. I think a lot of people were jealous of her. These judges, these guys who were judges, they were the lowest judges in one state or another trial. All of a sudden, they're constitutional experts. They're experts on all things. They're experts on nothing. Nothing. She broke down the case. If you paid attention, she made mincemeat out of Dr. Ford. That's why they keep talking in generalities about all women, all sex crimes, all mental suppression and repression. And I don't want to talk about all. I want to talk about this right here in front of us. Dr. Ford comes forward on July 6th. Waits 36 years. 36 years. Comes forward on July 6th. That's not suspicious to anybody. Guy's been a judge for 12 years. Guy was on the Ken Starr prosecution team for four years. Guy was at the Bush White Never said a word. Not a word. Not a word to anybody. Then he's nominated to the United States Supreme Court. All of a sudden, here's my civic duty. Wait a minute. There were parties in front of the D.C. Circuit Court for 12 years. There were rulings, over 300 that he wrote. He, invo- he was involved in over 1,000 of them. And all of a sudden, her civic duty on July 6th? What happened to her civic duty on July 5th? Oh, yes, I'm allowed to ask these questions. I'm allowed... What do you think, Mark? Nothing happened? No, I believe something did happen. But I think she's wrong about who the perpetrator was. And I think at this point she probably knows it, which is why she doesn't know who drove her home. She, There's so many gaps. You understand, if you don't have witnesses or corroboration or evidence, you can't even get into a courtroom. You understand that, right? So now, notice how it's changed over the weekend. If Brett Kavanaugh lied about his drinking, wait a minute, lied about his drinking? Lied about his drinking. If he lied about his drinking, Mr. President, shouldn't he? They're worried about drinking on Capitol Hill. There's a bunch of uh, sloshes and drunks and all kinds of things on Capitol Hill. But isn't that an interesting standard? 
If he lied about his drinking when he was in high school or college, that's it. These politicians on Capitol Hill, they lie all the time. They lie about getting rid of Obamacare. They lie about securing the border. They lie about taxes. They lie all the time. But that is okay because that's part of their quote-unquote profession. So I got to thinking to myself, who was one of the biggest drinkers? Winston Churchill. Big smoker, big drinker. Winston Churchill. These mental midgets who call themselves Democrats in Congress couldn't hold a, a candle to Winston Churchill. And they can't hold a candle to Brett Kavanaugh. And look, I'm still not 100% sure he's a Scalia type or a Thomas type, but I know he's not a Ruth Bader Ginsburg type, and right now that's fine by me. Because this, like the battle over the election to protect the president from a coup, is the same damn battle. It's the same damn thing. Look how half your country wants to throw due process out the window. Look how half your country wants to throw the presumption of innocence out your window. Look how half the country wants to use a high school annual as a basis for destroying a man. We are not required to follow the insane off the edge of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when we return, let's look at, again, some of these details that demonstrate that Dr. Ford is not credible as applies to Brett Kavanaugh. And I keep hearing also that the Democrats have done her no favors, ladies and gentlemen, that they have exploited her. That may have been true early on, but it's not true now. It's not true now. And this guy, Jeff Flake, he's a bad hombre. He is a dishonest man. And I'll get back to him later. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me, let me see if I understand this. Dr. Ford has a score or two score of inconsistent statements. She's credible. But if Brett Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, said something about his drinking days that's inaccurate, he's toast. He's denied the Supreme Court. Do I have that about right? Now let's go through the prosecutor's memo like Sherman through Atlanta. Just stick with me. No offense, Atlanta. She writes, Dr. Ford has not offered a consistent account of when the alleged assault occurred. In a July 6 text to the Washington Post, she said it happened in the mid-80s. In her July 30 letter to Senator Feinstein, she said it happened in the early 80s. Her August 7 statement to the polygrapher said that it happened one high school summer in the early 80s, but she crossed out the word early for reasons she did not explain. This is because the lawyers get a hold of her, you see, and they're trying to make sure everything's consistent in order to get Kavanaugh. A September 16 Washington Post article reported that Dr. Ford said it happened in the summer of 1982. Notice, July 6, mid-80s. 
July 30, early 80s. August 7, early 80s, but then crosses out early. But September 16, when she's being lawyered, the summer of 1982. Wow. She not only remembers the year, but she remembers the season. Similarly, the September 16 article reported that notes from an individual therapy session in 2013 show her describing the assault as occurring in her late teens. But she told the Post and the committee that she was 15 when the assault allegedly occurred. She's not turned over her therapy records for the committee to review. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, she's waived any privilege she has on those records because she either gave them to or read them to the Washington Post. There is no more attorney-client privilege. But she's withholding them. Why? Well, it is common for victims to be uncertain about dates. Dr. Ford failed to explain how she was suddenly able to narrow the time frame to a particular season and a particular year. Now, let's say the shoe was on the other foot and it was Kavanaugh. Would they tolerate that and say, wow, he's credible? No, they wouldn't. This is a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. Early 80s, mid 80s, early teens, late teens. That's not memory loss. Dr. Ford has struggled to identify Judge Kavanaugh as the assailant by name. No name was given in her 2012 marriage therapy notes. No name was given in her 2013 individual therapy notes. Why not? Dr. Ford's husband claims to recall that she identified Judge Kavanaugh by name in 2012. By the way, before I read on, that's her husband. That's irrelevant. At that point, Judge Kavanaugh's name was widely reported in the press as a potential Supreme Court nominee if Governor Romney won the presidential election. In any event, it took Dr. Ford over 30 years to name her assailant. Delayed disclosure of abuse is common, so this is not dispositive, she writes. She's nicer than I am. When speaking with her husband, Dr. Ford changed her description of the incident to become less specific. Dr. Ford testified that she told her husband about a quote-unquote sexual assault before they were married. But she told the Washington Post that she informed her husband that she was the victim of a physical abuse at the beginning of their marriage. She testified that both times she was referring to the same incident. Dr. Ford has no memory of key details of the night in question, details that could help corroborate her account. We talked about this last week. The memory, to me, is quite selective. Specific details, specific details that are most harmful to Kavanaugh, no details at all on corroboration. She does not remember who invited her to the party or how she even heard about it. She does not remember how she got to the party. She does not remember in what house the assault allegedly took place or where that house was located with any specificity. Perhaps most importantly, she does not remember how she got from the party back to her house. Her inability to remember this detail raises significant questions. She told the Washington Post the party took place near the Columbia Country Club. The club is more than seven miles from her childhood home as the crow flies. And she testified it was roughly a 20 minute drive from her childhood home. She also agreed for the first time in her testimony that she was driven somewhere that night, either to the party or from the party or both. But she couldn't remember. 
Dr. Ford was able to describe hiding in the bathroom, locking the door, and subsequently exiting the house. She also described wanting to make sure that she did not look like she'd been attacked. But she has no memory of who drove her or when. Nor has anyone come forward to identify him or herself as the driver. No one. Given this all took place before cell phones, arranging a ride home would not have been easy. Indeed, she stated that she ran out of the house after coming downstairs and did not state that she made a phone call from the house before she did or that she called anyone else thereafter. That's convenient because then they can't look at phone records. She does, however, remember small, distinct details from the party unrelated to the assault. For example, she testified that she had exactly one beer at the party and was taking no medication at the time of the alleged assault. Now, we'll continue this after the break. But as I said last week, during the course of this questioning by this prosecutor, it was devastating. And there we have the experts, judicial analysts and uh, hosts. uh, uh, What is she doing? What is she doing? She's screwing up. I mean, this doesn't mean anything to the American. It means everything. Everything as it did to you. Stop listening to these morons. After she testified, they said Kavanaugh's done. He comes up, he's not done. Then they tell you this woman's incompetent. Incompetent? She's the most competent in the room. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. So Dr. Ford has had four different accounts on when this took place. The years. Two accounts on how old she was. Two sets of therapist notes that don't name Judge Kavanaugh. No explanation whatsoever for how she got to where she got to, how she left, where she left. She doesn't remember who invited her to the party. Doesn't remember how she got there. Doesn't remember how she left. Those are important details, I'd say. But she knows she only had one beer and was not on any medication. So she remembers those details. Now, Dr. Ford's account of the alleged assault has not been corroborated by anyone she herself identified as having attended, including her lifelong friend. 
She's named three people other than Judge Kavanaugh who attended the party. Mark Judge, Patrick P.J. Smythe, and her lifelong friend Leland Kaiser. And by the way, uh, the media have twisted over the weekend what Kaiser and her lawyer put out there. Twisted it. When in fact it changed nothing. The drunks and the perverts in the media have twisted all this. Oh yeah, there's a lot of drunks and perverts in the media. A lot of drunks and perverts in Congress. A lot of drunks and perverts in the Democrat Party. Some in the Republican Party, too. And uh, Dr. Ford testified to committee that another boy attended the party, but she couldn't remember his name. No others have come forward. So no driver has come forward. Another boy has not come forward. None of the people she named could corroborate what she said. And in the case of Leland Kaiser, her lifelong friend, she doesn't even remember meeting Kavanaugh. Does it get any weaker than this? Does it get any more insane than this? All three named witnesses have submitted statements to the committee denying any memory of the party whatsoever. Now, this is interesting to me. Now, they submitted those statements, I assume, under penalty of perjury. So they better hope that their statements that they're giving to the FBI are consistent with what they've told the committee. See, the way I know, uh, an investigation normally occurs is there's not all this publicity and so forth and so on. So witnesses who have shaky memories and so forth and so on. They start to clarify, quote unquote, their thoughts because of the media attention, because of lawyers, because of partisans and so forth and so on. So it gets harder and harder to get to the truth. But it'll be interesting to compare what they provided to this committee and what they're saying to the FBI, wouldn't it? Most relevantly, in her first statement to the committee, Ms. Kaiser her lifelong girlfriend, stated through counsel that, quote, simply put, Ms. Kaiser does not know Mr. Kavanaugh, and she has no recollection of ever being at a party or gathering where he was present with or without Dr. Ford. Quote, unquote. In a subsequent statement to the committee through counsel, Ms. Kaiser said that, quote, the simple and unchangeable truth is that she is unable to corroborate Dr. Ford's allegations because she has no recollection of the incident in question. Moreover, Dr. Ford testified that her friend Leland, apparently the only other girl at the party, did not follow up with Dr. Ford after the party to ask her why she had suddenly disappeared. Now, let me just stop you there. Let's just do it. The the preponderance of the information so far leans in whose favor? Mr. Producer, seriously, whose favor does it lean in? Kavanaugh, hands down. Hands down. Dr. Ford has not offered a consistent account of the alleged assault, writes the prosecutor. According to her letter to Senator Feinstein, Dr. Ford heard Judge Kavanaugh and Mark Judge talking to other partygoers downstairs while she was hiding in the bathroom after the alleged assault. But according to her testimony, she could not hear them talking to anyone. So in her letter to Feinstein, she heard them talking to others. In her testimony, she could not hear them talking to anyone. 
In her letter, she stated, I locked the door behind me, both loudly stumbled down the stairwell, at which point other persons at the house were talking with them, quote unquote. But she testified that Dr. Excuse me, that Judge Kavanaugh or Mark Judge turned up the music in the bedroom so that the people downstairs could not hear her scream. She testified that after the incident, she ran into the bathroom, locked the door, and heard them going downstairs. But she maintained that she could not hear their conversation with others when they got downstairs. Instead, she testified that she assumed a conversation took place. Notice she never said she turned down the music. Either. That any of them turned down the music. Her account of who was at the party has been inconsistent. According to the Washington Post's account of her therapy notes, there were four boys in the bedroom in which she was assaulted. She told the Washington Post that the notes were erroneous because there were four boys at the party, but only two in the bedroom. In her letter to Senator Feinstein, she said, me and four others were present at the party. In her testimony, she said there were four boys in addition to Leland Kaiser and herself. She could not remember the name of the fourth boy, and no one has come forward. Dr. Ford listed Patrick P.J. Smythe as a bystander, quote-unquote, in her statement to the polygrapher and in her July 6 text to the Washington Post, although she testified that it was inaccurate to call him a bystander. She did not list Leland Kaiser, even though they are good friends. Leland Kaiser's presence should have been more memorable than P.J. Smythe's. Dr. Ford has struggled to recall important recent events relating to her allegations, and her testimony regarding recent events raises further questions about her memory, raises further questions about her credibility, because we're talking about things that are recent, a few months ago, not 36 years ago. Dr. Ford struggled to remember her interactions with the Washington Post. Dr. Ford could not remember if she showed a full or partial set of therapy notes to the Washington Post reporter. She does not remember whether she showed the Post reporter the actual therapist's notes or her own summary of those notes. The Washington Post article that portions of her therapist's notes were provided by Ford and reviewed by the Post. But in her testimony, Dr. Ford could not recall whether she summarized the notes for the reporter or showed her the actual records. Actually, it was even more. And I took notes during the testimony, too. She thought she may have summarized them over the phone or couldn't remember whether she physically handed anything over. I mean, it was really preposterous. We're talking about July, July 6th. She does not remember if she actually had a copy of the notes when she texted the Washington Post WhatsApp account on July 6th. Dr. Ford said in her first WhatsApp message to the Post that she, quote, had therapy notes talking about, unquote, the incident when she contacted the Post tip line. She testified she had reviewed her therapy notes before contacting the Post to determine whether, the, whether they mentioned anything about the alleged incident, but could not remember if she had a copy of these notes, as she said in her WhatsApp message, or merely reviewed them in her therapist's office. Now, wait a minute. So she couldn't remember on July 6th if she had a copy, downloaded a copy of her therapist's notes, or had reviewed them in her therapist's office. Does anyone believe that? She's providing information to the Washington Post and she can't remember a few months ago if she downloaded them from the Internet or if she had reviewed them in her therapist's office. Can you imagine if Kavanaugh said this about drinking back in high school? Ah, I can't remember if I... 
with drinking that night. I don't remember if I had three cans or six. I don't remember if I had two or four. Then we can hear Comey saying, and our little lives are a big thing. So I would ask Comey, and I would ask Blumenthal, Mr. Vietnam vet not, I would ask him, is a little lie? What is that evidence of? They say, more lies. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you this is not a memory issue. This is an attempt by her lawyers, and I think her now, to put a round peg in a square hole, or square peg in a round hole. You get the point. It makes no sense. This was July 6th. It wasn't 36 years ago. It wasn't even six months ago. Dr. Ford refused to provide any of her therapy notes to the committee, and that is outrageous. They should be subpoenaed. She waived her privilege on these therapy notes. Dr. Ford's explanation, and by the way, I'm sure Shelley Whitehouse, Shelley Whitehouse, the Rhode Island School, what are we supposed to do, rely on a letter? We can't rely on a letter. That's a lawyer's trick. We need the actual evidence, by God. By the way, I'll have another drink. Wait a minute, not in the public. Dr. Ford's explanation of why she disclosed her allegations the way she did raises questions. She claimed originally that she wished for her story to remain confidential. But the person operating the tip line at the Washington Post was the first person, other than her therapist or husband, to whom she disclosed the identity of her alleged attacker. She testified that she had a sense of urgency to relay the information to the Senate and the President, quote-unquote. She did not contact the Senate... Because she claimed she, quote, did not know how to do that, unquote. Oh, it's very hard to contact the Senate. You could what we call Google. You could call what we could Bing. You could what we call, call even 411. You could call or ask one of the people on the beach who you consulted apparently frequently. Uh, millions of people contact the Senate every, every year. We have our Levin surges. Go ahead and Google the phone number for the Senate. It's right there. She did not contact the Senate. She did not explain why she knew how to contact her congresswoman, but not her senator. Dr. Ford could not remember if she was being audio or video recorded when she took the polygraph. She could not remember whether the polygraph occurred the same day as her grandmother's funeral, the day after her grandmother's funeral. Again, these are all recent. It would also have been inappropriate to administer a polygraph to someone who was grieving, says the prosecutor. Dr. Ford's description of the physiological impact of the event raises question, says the prosecutor. She maintains that she suffers from anxiety, claustrophobia, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. The date of the hearing was delayed because the committee was informed that her symptoms prevent her from flying. But she agreed during her testimony that she flies, quote, fairly frequently for her hobbies and work, unquote. She flies to the mid-Atlantic at least once a year to visit her family. She's flown to Hawaii, French Polynesia, Costa Rica. She also flew to Washington, D.C. for the hearing. Note, too, that her attorneys refused a private hearing or interview. Dr. Ford testified that she was not clear on whether investigators were willing to travel to California to interview her. It therefore is not clear that her attorneys ever communicated Chairman Grassley's offer to send investigators to meet her in California or wherever she wanted to meet to conduct the interview. We've pointed all these points out. They're important. 
She alleges that she struggled academically in college, but she's never made any similar claim about her two years of high school. It's significant that she used the word contributed, contributed when she described the the psychological impact of the incident to the Washington Post. Use of the word contributed rather than caused suggests that other life events may have contributed to her symptoms. And when questioned on that point, said that she could think of nothing as striking as the alleged assault. In other words, she wouldn't add to it. And the prosecutor adds, the activities of congressional Democrats and Dr. Ford's attorneys likely affected Dr. Ford's account. And she attached a very detailed timetable. Once the lawyers and the Democrats got a hold of events. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Presumption of innocence against the accused, Judge Kavanaugh. Even at, without due process against the accused, Judge Kavanaugh. He's an innocent man. I just listed to you at least 20 examples. 20 examples of contradictions, of gaps, of flat out wrong information. And to me, Christy Blasey Ford's allegations against Judge Kavanaugh are absolutely unwarranted and without any merit whatsoever. She may well have been molested, but not by him. And there's not a jury anywhere that would fail to see it the same way. And actually, it would never get to a jury. That's how preposterous these allegations against Brett Kavanaugh are. So now we need a longer FBI investigation. And what the Democrats do is they use law enforcement to advance their political agenda. That's why we have this guy, Robert Mueller, right now. That's why they want this extended FBI investigation. First, they said, oh, look, the Anita Hill thing. It took the FBI three days. What's the problem? Now it's, well, a week's not long enough. And we got 23 other people we want to investigate. These are not people of goodwill. These are people who are slime balls. They're slime balls. It's dripping from their every pore. And the fact that MSNBC and CNN take these slime balls and give them airtime tells you that they're slime balls too. For instance, this memo, other than ridiculing Rachel Mitchell, all the cable networks did. Other than ridiculing her, how many of these cable networks have actually gone by, like I have, every one of her points, point by point by point by point, and demanded that other guests who insist that she's convincing Incredible. Have them explain them. This isn't convincing or credible. When it comes to uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, it's not convincing or credible. There's nothing here. Zippo. Nothing. Did you know that you're more likely to be a victim of identity theft than you are to have your car stolen or your house broken into? 
And with identity theft occurring every two seconds, you can't take that chance. You need protection from the best. Now, I switched to my ID care, and they've been rated the number one identity theft protection by third-party review site Best Companies. Millions of people have chosen my ID care because they are the best in the business. My ID care covers you for the nine different types of identity theft and even offers a family plan so you can protect your whole family. And with Tribure credit monitoring and dark web monitoring, it's the kind of comprehensive protection you need. And you can sign up at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Plans start for less than 10 bucks a month, and only MyIDCare offers a money-back recovery guarantee. That's a big deal. Now, I don't worry about identity theft anymore, and neither should you. My listeners also get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Learn more, then let MyIDCare take care of you. MyIDCare.com slash mark, promo code mark. MyIDCare slash dot com slash mark, promo code mark. I have an idea for a few more witnesses, Mr. Producer. How about Dr. Ford's parents? I don't even know if they're still with us. How about any of her siblings? I don't know if she has siblings. Well, why does that matter, Mark? Well, it matters a lot. I'd like to know if they ever heard of Brett Kavanaugh. Why are we only looking at one side of this thing? Why should we go along with this? I'm not. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The media in this country... The propagandists for the Democrats, the Democrats, the propagandists for the radical progressives. The radical progressives were born out of Marxism. You see the entire thing taking place with the Alinsky tactics, the destruction of the civil society, the burning down of our history, book burning, if you will, the burning down of our traditions and customs, the devouring of our culture. And, of course, their Politburo, the Supreme Court, that's the way they view it, 
And uh, I just want you to think about something. These attacks on Trump, these attacks on Kavanaugh, these attacks are attacks on you. It's because these people share your values. The case of the president, he's promoting policies that you support. The case of Kavanaugh, he largely holds the same uh, philosophy that you do that a judge should actually embrace and enforce the Constitution of the United States. I've written so many books and we've had so many shows on how progressivism and constitutionalism simply are incompatible. And you're seeing it break out here. The difference is the left is violent. They were violent in the 60s. What about the Klan, Mark? The Klan was an outgrowth of the Democrat Party. The Klan was an outgrowth of the Democrat Party and as recently as 1924 was a big part of the Democrat National Convention. And in fact, listen to this one. The first individual that Franklin Delano Roosevelt nominated to the Supreme Court was named Hugo Black. Hugo Black was the lawyer for the Klan in Alabama. And he flew through confirmation as the Democrats controlled the Senate big time under FDR. Hugo Black, a lawyer for the Klan. The Klan has always been an apparatus, an, 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 yeah, an apparatus of the Democrat Party. Always. There is no history between the Klan and the Republican Party. None. It grew up after the Civil War. Continued the resistance. A hateful, nasty, murderous bunch of thugs. And they numbered in the tens of thousands at one point. Now when it was pointed out at some point to Franklin Roosevelt that, hey, Hugo Black was a lawyer for the Klan. You know what he said? Oh, I didn't know. He didn't know? And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, dealing now as a modern society with all kinds of civil rights and so forth. Here we have now a uh, a gentleman who they're looking at his yearbook, the extent to which he drank, and so forth and so on. Yes, that's that's very uh, very compelling. Now, there's theoretically breaking news here, ladies and gentlemen. A a Kavanaugh college friend is speaking out. Oh, that guy's an idiot. Who cares? How many of us know people in high school and college who would love to screw us? I'm serious. Who cares? Why don't all these people come forward and tell us about Maisie Hirono? Who I never even heard of till three weeks ago. Maisie Hirono? Or come forward and tell us about the molester. Cory Booker, who confessed about molesting a woman in 1994. As I said the other day, the only person in that room who's confessed to molesting a woman is Cory Booker. And he's asking questions. The idiot from Connecticut, as we talked about last week, Bloomberg, or whatever the hell, Blumenthal, who lied about serving in Vietnam. The irony's lost on the fool. When he says, well, if you lie once, you know what that means. Well, what does it mean, Senator? You can get elected from Connecticut? Look at these clowns. Feinstein, for 20 years, there's a Chinese spy driving her car 
She has no idea. Clueless. Moron. Little Dick Durbin attacks American soldiers. Remember that? He's on the committee. Every nitwit, every halfwit among the Democrats is there on that committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee. Why? Because they want to control the courts. That's why. Case closed. Now, our media friends, virtually all of whom are of the same ilk, this was caught by Breitbart. It's a good catch, too, by Justin Caruso. Following Lindsey Graham's passionate defense of Judge Brett Kavanaugh, many on the left took to making homophobic attacks against Graham. Now, I looked all over Media Matters, and I didn't see any of this, ladies and gentlemen. Media Matters? What is that? A left-wing kook operation, which exists to keep these left-wing nutjobs in office and to try and destroy any media that doesn't speak for the left-wing nutjobs. So now we have all this homophobic stuff going on, attacking Lindsey Graham in the media from Hollywood. And crickets. Crickets. Lindsey Graham, who's unmarried, has occasionally been derisively accused of being gay by critics and pundits who engage in homophobia by using homosexuality as an implicit insult. After Graham strongly defended Kavanaugh this week, the same homophobic jokes came back in style among liberal comics and establishment media figures. Rosie O'Donnell. Where was I? Rosie O'Donnell started the hate train Wednesday calling Graham's closeted idiot, quote unquote, a closeted idiot, after Graham sent a tweet defending Kavanaugh. I very much believe in allowing people to be heard, but I am not going to be played, and I'm not going to have my intelligence insulted by the Michael Avenatti's of the world. I will not be a participant in wholesale character assassination that defies credibility, Graham tweeted. Rosie O'Donnell, I didn't even know she could type. She replied, and I won't say the word, F you, you closeted idiot. This is patriarchy exposed. This is reality. Deal with it. Oh, there's the senior judicial analyst. Honestly, the guy's been wrong on everything for the last week, hasn't he, Mr. Producer? Kavanaugh, it looks like he's done because uh, Ford's testimony was unbelievable and credible and so forth. And uh, and uh, then the uh, the prosecutor in this case thinks she's in a trial. But what kind of analysts are these? I'm just being honest. Comedian and far-left activist. Kathy Griffin, I didn't even know she was still with us, also joined in on the gay bashing. Oh, looky, looky here. Miss Lindsey Graham doesn't have the you-know-whats to speak today, does she? Good one, Kathy. Do you remember that SNL skit about this, the person, Pat? Remember that skit, Rich? Pat? Female or male? Uh, I think that was Kathy Griffin. Just, Just saying as a joke, of course. On Thursday night, Jimmy Kimmel, now this guy has an IQ of a kumquat, accused Graham of fabricated outrage at the hearing, adding he warned Democrats that if this is the new normal, if this is the way it's going to go, better watch out for their own Supreme Court nominee as if Merrick Garland isn't out there somewhere judging a dog show right now. Kimmel then engaged in gay bashing, comparing Graham to Liberace. 
a famous gay performer. And once he got some camera time, quote-unquote, somebody must have told Lindsey Graham that Donald Trump was watching because he lit up like someone lit a thumbtack on Liberace's piano bench. Now, keep something in mind. Jimmy Kimmel is as dumb as a doorknob. They don't write their own jokes. They have like 10 comedians. And this is what they come up with. This is what they come up. This is a guy who abused women, who harassed women, anything for a buck. Right, Kimmel? Kimmel and bits and bad bits at that. First, he's got the vapors, Don Lemon said in mock Southern accent, referring to a joke where women who were said to have the vapors, if they were acting hysterical or irrational. Good, Donnie. Good, Donnie Lemon. There you in piling on. And I thought you said that you were a homosexual. So why are you attacking Lindsey Graham? Who hasn't said anything? Because, folks, liberalism... Progressivism, statism, it comes first before religion, before ethnicity, before sexual, whatever it is, it comes first, first. And it is to die for, you see. It is to die for. The left is, is a hate crowd. And when we come back, I want to talk about this, this fraud, Jeff Flake. And we're inviting Jeff Flake on the show, where I'm sure he won't come on. But he ought to come on, Mr. Tough Guy. He ought to come on the show. I won't batter him around, even though it's quite easy to do. But I won't do a 60 Minutes interview like, it's so nice to have you here, uh, Senator. Well, thank you. This must have been very, very difficult for you. Well, I had to hit the pause button. I'm here to save the country, you know country is being torn apart and I'm here to save the country and uh, Senator as you save the country why do you think you want to save the country because I was in the elevator with these two screaming people and I said to myself well they make sense to me well I want to thank you for saving the country and by the way you hate Trump don't you yes he's not presidential I hate Trump well thank you Again, for saving the country. 60 minutes. They needed 12 seconds with this idiot. But let's take a look at Jeff Flake, shall we? Am I allowed to? Yes, I am. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The Susan Collins of Arizona, if you will. It's a great piece at Legal Insurrection, legalinsurrection.com. Flake wasn't pressured. He masterminded the Kavanaugh delay. According to a report published in Politico, Senator Jeff Flake chose to appear pressured when, in fact, he masterminded the latest Kavanaugh delay. His subsequent media statements about his motivations and his media appearances in light of this report suggests Flake's true motivations are far less pure than he would have us believe. Flake's focus on optics, on his raw ambition, probably for 2020, and on the kind of swamp creature political uh, maneuvering uh, surrounding this planned reversal paints for the American people a hideous and disturbing portrait of the Arizona senator. On Friday, Flake told The Atlantic, a left-wing publication in sight, 
that he insisted on the 7th FBI investigation into Judge Brett Kavanaugh because he was trying to save two institutions, the Senate and the Supreme Court. Now imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. He's the Abraham Lincoln of our time. During this interview, he also explained that he was deeply moved by Chris Coons' pleas, that's the uh, Democrat from um, Delaware, and decided that it was up to him. Jeff Flake to bring a little unity to stop our country from coming apart, quote-unquote, a move that apparently brought Coons to tears. To follow up on his preening media tour, Flake showed up on 60 Minutes with Coons in tow. CBS is revealing parts of this interview while you saw it. Or if you're wise, you didn't. Well, here's part of the interview. In an interview with 60 Minutes correspondent Scott Pelling, that moron, airing, Senators Flake and Coons discuss what they thought of Kavanaugh's emotional testimony. Both senators were instrumental in delaying a floor vote on Kavanaugh's nomination for a week while the FBI conducts an investigation in the claims against him. Coons said Kavanaugh's reaction to questions posed by Democratic Senators Dianne Feinstein and Amy Klobuchar about his drinking and behavior in high school went over the line. Are you kidding me? You're not allowed to push back against a senator who's accusing you of of sexual acts and drinking and all. You're not allowed to push back. You see how thin-skinned they are, folks? He was clearly belligerent, aggressive, angry. And I thought there was a tough dynamic there. And I watched him. Part of me thought, this is a man who believes that he did nothing wrong. And he's completely unjustly accused. And he's being railroaded. And he's furious about it, said Coons. Coons added that Kavanaugh's more partisan responses, though, made him question his fitness for the bench. Let me just stop you there. So this idiot Flake, this is his buddy, Chris Coons of of Delaware, who's out to destroy Kavanaugh. And he positions himself as Coons. You know, I really thought this was a good guy and so forth. Until he actually started pushing back. You don't get to do that. Don't you know we're United States senators? Yeah, I know. And I know you, clown, you still wear boxer shorts. You still take a crap like everybody else. We know who you are and what you are, you jerk. Oh, I'm the honorable. You're dishonorable. There were some lines, he said, that he delivered that were sharper, more partisan, more, this is the Clintons paying me back. This is a Democratic smear campaign that I was surprised. It is a dem. <laughs> he was surprised. The lawyers are... Left-wing, well-known activist uh, Democrats, Dr. Ford, other accuser, Avenatti. Oh, look at that. It can't be a Democrat. Uh, yeah, whatever. Flake said he didn't like Kavanaugh's mention of the Clintons and whatnot, quote-unquote, but added, I had to put myself in that spot. I think you give a little leeway there. Now, Flake's positioning of himself as some sort of unifying force whose sole mission is to save the Senate and the Supreme Court because he's driven by patriotic desires for national unity is unraveling. The plot to further stall the Kavanaugh nomination was hatched Thursday night in Senator Susan Collins's office. Isn't it nice, ladies and gentlemen, that she's been in the witness protection program? I suspect she's the maestro behind the whole damn thing. Anyway, also allegedly in attendance were Senators Lisa Murkowski and Joe Manchin. 
The four put their heads together and came up with a seven IQ. No, I said that. The four put their heads together and realized that as only Flake serves on the Judiciary Committee, they couldn't pull off their devious plot without the assistance of another senator serving on the committee. They somehow landed on Senator Chris Coons. And as noted above, Flake has been putting him to good use as a political prop and general useful idiot. As the Politico report goes, in Susan Collins's third floor office in the Capitol, she and her Republican colleagues Flake and Murkowski, joined by Joe Manchin, well, agreed they had the power to make or break Kavanaugh. And without settling on precise details, they decided to use their leverage to insist on a confirmation process that allowed them to reach a comfort level with Kavanaugh's uh, situation, rather than to kill the Supreme Court nomination outright. What resulted on Friday afternoon threw Washington into chaos and guaranteed another week of uncertainty and suspense. I'm, I'm not done with this, ladies and gentlemen. You haven't heard about this. It's been in Politico. Legal insurrection is promoting it. But I'm telling millions of you, what actually happened in the shadows is not what you're hearing at all. All over the damn weekend, despite 24-7. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Ben Show is tomorrow's morning show. You can reach Mark now at 877-381-3811. By the way, ask yourselves why Robert Mueller is held out like uh, like God himself, a prosecutor. But Rachel Mitchell, a sex crime prosecutor, has prosecuted many, many perpetrators, is ridiculed and ignored even by our favorite cable channel last week and by certain hosts. Ask yourself why Robert Mueller, oh, he's the consummate professional. Rachel Mitchell, uh, you know, what does she think? She's in a courtroom. Uh, Nobody's paying attention to this. We're all paying attention to her. Let me continue this, Mr. Producer. We'll get to the other. 
Susan Collins's third floor office in the Capitol, she and her Republican colleagues, Jeff Flake and Murkowski, joined by Democrat Joe Manchin, agreed they had the power to make or break Kavanaugh. And without settling on precise details, they decided to use their leverage to insist on a process that would allow them to reach a comfort level with Kavanaugh's confirmation process and seek more information rather than to kill his Supreme Court nomination outright. According to two people familiar with the meeting, that's two senators leaking. What resulted on Friday afternoon threw Washington into chaos and guaranteed another week of uncertainty and suspend, no, another week of character assassination and one-way character assassination surrounding Kavanaugh's confirmation. Just hours after Flake endorsed Kavanaugh and seemed to put him on a path to the high court, the Arizonan said he first wanted a week-long FBI investigation into Ford's allegation that the judge assaulted her. It was a victory for Democrats who'd been demanding such a probe to no avail, promises to define the retiring Flake's legacy as someone who refused to let Kavanaugh get a vote while under a cloud of doubt. But the Flake-led rebellion, however long it lasts had been building for nearly two weeks. Though Murkowski, Collins, and Manchin all endorsed the FBI investigation on Friday, Flake needed another partner to pull off his move because none of them serves on the Judiciary Committee. So Flake, who's been mocked for writing a book blasting the Trump presidency only to vote for his agenda, teamed up with a Democrat. Chris Coons spent eight years Senate career making earnest attempts to build relationships with Republicans. Huh? Just reading it as is. At times, to liberals' annoyance, he and Flake have taken trips around the world together. Ooh, I wonder what Rosie O'Donnell thinks about that as part of their duties. And on Friday afternoon, with the Supreme Court seat on the line, it all paid off. So Coons, who appears to be a hapless victim of Flake's skullduggery, writes Legal Insurrection, was then blindsided by Flake's announcement that he was insisting on a further delay in investigation. Politico continues. Coons and Flake vacated the Judiciary Committee shortly before the panel <coughs> excuse me, was expected to vote to advance Kavanaugh. Seemingly innocuous moment that left onlookers increasingly bewildered as more senators joined them in the back room. They returned minutes later with a deal that forced Republican leaders to bow to the minority's demand for an FBI probe, delaying the confirmation for as much as a week. I did not expect him to do this today, Coons said of Flake, speaking for nearly everyone in official Washington. So legal insurrection points out Flake's plot doesn't stop there. It includes signaling to Senate Republicans that his intentions are not to bring down Kavanaugh. It's unclear how true that is. But here's Politico. It continues. In fact, Flake was playing a longer game. He said his statement supporting Kavanaugh was a signal to Republicans that he wasn't joining the Democratic resistance and would show he wasn't out to bring Kavanaugh's nomination down. I hoped that would help provide leverage, Flake recounted. But he needed some Democrats to endorse the FBI investigation, if not Kavanaugh's nomination, to get fellow Republicans to agree. Flake wanted to demonstrate that the process is fair, at least even if Democrats are not going to vote for Kavanaugh, he added. Flake wouldn't say whether the protesters played a role in his decision, but he acknowledged he was in the middle of a remarkable moment and ticked off his interactions with a lot of people on the phone, email, text, walking around the Capitol, you name it. I wonder if he spoke to the Duke lacrosse players. In his speech, little noticed at the time, Kuhn suggested that someone with a partisan agenda might have leaked 
to the media, Ford's letter alleging the assault, harmonizing with what Republicans had been saying for days. Kuhn's speech also repeated his request for an FBI investigation. It was exactly what Flake was looking for. Not long afterward, Coons and Flake repaired to a committee uh, anteroom to hash out an agreement. Democrats would endorse a one-week FBI investigation into Kavanaugh, and Flake would use his leverage in the narrowly divided Senate and threaten to vote no on the floor if Republicans refused to go along. Now, there's something somewhat disturbing revelation in the remaining political report. Quote, Collins asked that Susan Collins, that Kavanaugh's friend, Mark Judge, whom Dr. Ford alleges was in the room during the alleged assault, sign a letter and send it to the committee rather than let his lawyer do it, according to two Republican senators. The letter was turned around in a matter of hours, and Murkowski had endorsed an FBI investigation days before, only to change her tune after meeting for more than a half hour privately with McConnell. Meanwhile, Flake again with Coons in tow was proclaimed a hero at Saturday's Global Citizens Festival and got a 60 Minutes interview. A one-term senator who has accomplished nothing but self-promotion and endless spitballs against the President of the United States who couldn't get elected dog catcher in Arizona. That Jeff Flake. He, Susan Collins, Murkowski or the Republicans who did this. And I want to say something to all three of them. If you three lousy, good-for-nothing, useless senators cost us the Supreme Court when we have Republican control of all the branches of government because that's what the people wanted to do, it is you, politically, who will be held to account for destroying these institutions and for turning them over to the left. I want the people of Maine to know, the people of Alaska to know, that when the primary season comes up, we will do everything in our power. Even in these states where apparently there's a lot of liberals or a lot of cross-party voting, we will do everything in our power to challenge these women. Everything in our power to challenge Collins and Murkowski. And we do it for our children, we do it for our grandchildren, and we do it for our country. This isn't some damn game where a couple of senators from Maine and Alaska get to tell the country where to go. And in this case, they told us to go to hell. The media celebrate these people as the media celebrate all on the left, as the media cover for the left, because they are of the left. And when you have individuals like Collins and Murkowski and the rest of them doing what they do, then we need to do what we have to do in order to protect this republic. And I'm not kidding. This is a country we're going to be leaving to our kids and grandkids. And we cannot have a half-wit like Collins and a no-wit like Murkowski and a nitwit like Flake, the three of them, the three stooges of the Republican Party, determine the fate of this country. No way. You know, uh, 
I want to tell you about Genesel. Renee from Boulder, Colorado, raves about the brand new Genesel Sunspot Corrector. She says, I love the Genesel Sunspot Corrector. It is my go-to product every day. I have sunspots and age spots and can see a definite difference in my skin since using it. Watch your sunspots, age spots, even red inflamed patches vanish right before your very eyes. And just like Renee, you click or call right now, you'll get the Genesel Sunspot Corrector absolutely free just for trying Genesel for bags and puffiness. Watch those stubborn sunspots vanish now before you get busy with the holidays and those bags and puffiness gone. And for results in less than 12 hours, the Genesel Immediate Effects is also yours for free. Go to Genesel.com right now or call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Order this week and receive Chamonix's Luxury Microbrasion. Uh, it's also free, rejuvenate, and unclogged pores for instantly radiant baby soft skin. Order now and shipping is also free. Call 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com. That's 800-SKIN-604 or Genesel.com. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Look at all this sleazy media behavior. Here's a piece. Bloomberg.com. Kavanaugh college visit to bar erupted in fight, classmate says. 7.02 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, what's the problem? This is a quote. His detailed account of the melee couldn't be independently corroborated. So they publish it anyway. And this college professor says former classmate and the NBA player Chris Dudley was with Kavanaugh. And Dudley is on the record saying... What an outstanding guy Kavanaugh is. So in other words, but back to this piece. College, Kavanaugh college visit to bar erupted in fight, classmate says. No corroboration. They even say it in the piece. It's like NBC going with a, an anonymous letter that the Democrats on Capitol Hill leaked to NBC. They go with an anonymous letter. And now they just uh, interviewed, uh, what is her name, Swell, Stick, what is, what is her name? Spetnik, Swetnik, Avalonis, uh, Abalonis, uh, I know, I'm kidding, Mr. Producer keeps correcting me, Abenatis, client. You want to hear this? Go ahead, Rich, play it. I was at a party. And I remember that I started not to feel very well. And next thing I know, I was shoved into a room and I'm having my clothes torn in different directions. Um, I was touched everywhere. Uh, I was physically assaulted in every way you could possibly physically assault a woman. It was horrible. I had no way to fend them off. You know what I'm going to ask. Everyone is wondering if one of those people was Brett Kavanaugh. I cannot specifically say that he was one of the ones who assaulted me. But before this happened to me at that party, I saw Brett Kavanaugh there. I saw Mark Judge there. 
and they were hanging about the area where I started to feel disoriented. And we're what, what, what the hell is this? I mean, honest to God, folks, we've gone from 10 gang rapes over the weekend. She's in college. She goes back to this high school, this, these parties. Now it's, well, they were in the area. They were in the area. Go ahead. And where the room was and where the other boys were hanging out and laughing. I could hear them laughing and laughing. The hell is this? And the Democrats are insisting that she must be interviewed and anyone else out there must be interviewed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They all must be interviewed. Everybody interviewed. Isn't it fascinating? No, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Flake is disgusting. Collins is disgusting. Murkowski, disgusting. The Democrats on this committee, there's not one who has a soul. Not one. We know why they're in it. They're in it for power. Power alone. What am I supposed to do here? You wanted me to do something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's do it because this is a great place. Hillsdale College. Is there any place that teaches young adults to seek what is true, beautiful, and good? To even understand what those things mean? How about understanding the principle that all men are created equal? Or why America is the world's freest nation? There's a place where students study these things. It's called Hillsdale College. And by putting in the work to understand essential truths, students graduate ready to lead in any field of their choosing. At Hillsdale, students learn what it means to be a good citizen, and you can too. Hillsdale offers its stellar education to you too. Yes, through the monthly subscription to Unprimus and in free online courses like Constitution 101. The fact is, every American can learn like a Hillsdale student from the same professors. And most remarkably of all, Hillsdale provides this service to our nation without taking a single penny of taxpayer money, not one penny. I encourage you to learn how Hillsdale can serve you at a website just for my listeners. Here's where you go. LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com. By the way, a footnote here. There are other uh, entities that are attempting to copy what we've done at CRTV.com. They won't succeed. They won't succeed. They have billions of more dollars than us and so forth and so on. But we're not just repeating broadcast activity. We have unique digital TV programming. Unique digital TV programming. And we are focused on our customers, the subscriber. And we have 20 unique programs, 20 unique programs with 20 unique hosts. It started with Levin TV. And then seven months later, we built a network. We call ourselves CRTV, Conservative Review TV, and we do it for a reason. We all fundamentally believe in the greatness of America, in the greatness of the American people, in individual liberty. In the Constitution and the Declaration. We all have our own personnels. We all have our own substance and content. And we are free to do as we wish. 
It's not one show sounds like the next show sounds like the next show where the same thing is done one hour to the next hour to the next hour. And even better than that, you decide who you want to watch. So I want to strongly encourage you to check us out at CRTV.com. Better yet, give us a call on our toll-free number. Many of you are in your cars right now. 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. All right. Let's see who's out there. I've just been kind of burned up about all this stuff, which is why I'm jumping in. Let's see. Let us go to uh, Jerry, Austin, Texas, Sirius Satellite. Go. Yes, Mark, you stole most of my thunder to, uh, today with uh, reading that memo. However, look, I've been a trial lawyer for 39 years, and I'm really incensed by the likes of Andrew Napolitano, who spews this politically correct nonsense about her being credible. I would have to say that she is probably the least credible witness that I have ever seen on the stand. Mm-hmm. What would you do to a witness like this? Would you be told, all women believe this, all women that, you're not allowed to bully? Is that what you would do if she were on the stand accusing your client? Look, absolutely not. I might not uh, initially attack her like I don't attack police officers anymore. However, uh, if, if I've told some of these people that are friends of mine on Facebook who say that women have to be believed, well, what's next? All whites have to believe, be believed, all browns, all blacks? Th- that's total nonsense. I mean, yeah, when you're, when you're in a courtroom or in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, you're dealing with individual human beings. Individual human beings. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let me throw this out there. So the backbenchers on cable TV can regurgitate it. But it is important that they do. Dr. Ford, Ms. Ramirez, none of the accusers, not one of them, not a single accuser has filed a criminal complaint. Why is that? These events are said to have occurred in Montgomery County, the Montgomery County Police Department. The police there are wonderful. The leadership there is the usual crap left-wing types in a crap left-wing political environment. But that said, they said they're prepared to take complaints. Why hasn't Dr. Ford brought a complaint? Why hasn't Ms. Ramirez brought a complaint? Why has not a single accuser against Kavanaugh brought a or filed a criminal complaint? Not a single accuser against Brett Kavanaugh has brought a civil lawsuit of any kind. Not then. And they haven't figured out how to bring one now. And I'm going to tell you why. Not a single accuser wants to be subjected 
to our justice system. This is a justice system, our court system, that has a jury, a jury of their peers. This is a justice system that allows depositions under oath. This is a justice system that provides for interrogatories under oath. It is a justice system in which the accused is allowed to question the accuser through his attorney without any politics involved, without any concern about civil rights or other rights that are proclaimed by the left or proclaimed by the accuser. It is a an individual matter where individual parties litigate. Does Dr. Ford not want that? Or it's an individual case where the state or the county prosecutor has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Does Dr. Ford not want that? Does Ms. Ramirez not want that? Do any of the accusers not want that? You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on here. The ridicule of this man, the humiliation of this man, the absolute destruction of this man's character through innuendos and allegations. Crazier by the damn day. Not one of them want to subject themselves to what happens when you make an allegation like that in our legal system. Not one of them. It's much better for their lawyers to be leaking. It's much better for the politicians to be giving their two cents worth, such as it is. It's much better for the legal analysts to be commenting all damn weekend long. Are you watching it day in and day out? Have your eyeballs popped out of your heads yet? I was watching mostly HGTV, to be honest with you. I guess I'm the only one. And you'll get more of it today and tonight and tomorrow and tomorrow night before there's any news, actual news. But isn't it amazing that with all the lawyers involved, there's not a single accuser who's filed a criminal complaint. Not one. Because if you file a false criminal complaint, you can be charged with a felony. Or maybe they're afraid that a case will be taken or they'll go to court and they'll lose. Why haven't they filed a criminal complaint? And then they talk about, we want an FBI investigation. You know why they do that? To fool you. So you think there's actually a criminal investigation going on here against Kavanaugh. That there's a real live criminal investigation. No, there's not. This has nothing to do with a criminal investigation. I will be honest with you. I suggested to two senators on the Senate Judiciary Committee that they ask Dr. Ford why she doesn't walk into the Montgomery County Police Department and file a criminal complaint. You know what those senators said to me, Mr. Producer? Nothing. They ignored me. Well, what if she does? Good. What if Ms. Ramirez does? Good. Instead, we get reporters. We get get people giving their opinions. We get this. I started this show with a real live prosecutor who sent a memo to all the Republican senators laying out 
a huge list of indiscrepancies, of memory lapses, of contradictions, respecting Dr. Ford. Crickets. Nobody gives a damn. Before that, she was trashed. Mueller's great. She's an incompetent. Incompetent my butt. She was great. These are facts. So why? Why didn't Ms. Ford's Diane Feinstein handpick lawyer, Debbie Katz, take her client's hand and walk into the Montgomery County Police Department in Maryland? They dare not do it. They dare not do it. Or Ms. Ramirez's lawyer. They dare not do it. Or the rest. They dare not do it. Instead, just keep them, we need an FBI investigation. Isn't it interesting that the three stooges of the Republican Party, Collins, Murkowski, and Flake, not one of them said, you know, I'd feel a lot better if she'd actually sought a, you know, filed a criminal complaint. I would have felt a lot better. How come they didn't say it? Because they're frauds, that's why. Now you'll hear this now on Fox, I'm sure, tonight. Somebody will bring it up. Some former prosecutor or whatever. That's okay. I'm used to this. But it's an important point. You see, because in a court of law... Mr. Kavanaugh does have the presumption of innocence. In a court of law, there is due process. In a court of law, if it's a criminal case, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. But as Prosecutor Rachel Mitchell said in her paper, there's not even a preponderance of evidence here. And I would add, there's no evidence. So we have a circus. We have the Roman Colosseum. And everybody's gathered. Because now the lions are going to kill the Christian. Just throw Kavanaugh in there. Throw him in there. Everybody's excited. Everybody's cheering. What do you mean due process? Due process? He's up against the lions. What the hell do we care? What do we care? These phrases, innocent until proven guilty. Apparently they only apply to uh, al-Qaeda terrorists and mass murderers. Not to a federal judge. Not to a federal judge. You got Frank Rich, that putz, tweeted, Kavanaugh's bragging about coaching girls basketball is troubling in retrospect. And why is that, Frankie? Why is that, you you sniveling moron? Or Judge Legum, whoever the hell that is. In retrospect, Kavanaugh using a girls' basketball team as a prop during his confirmation hearing doesn't seem like a coincidence. Really, Judd? Now they're sicko. Now they're sicko. I can go all down the list. Our so-called free media. Not a free media. It's an unfree media. The way they cherry-pick their stories... Their partisanship, it's obvious to everybody. Even the people who watch these these carbon footprints, uh, CNN and MSNBC, they know they're partisan. That's why they watch them, all 12 people. But I go back to my point. I always have to say these things five times or so, just to make sure 
even the media hear me. Not a single accuser has filed a criminal complaint where the statute of limitations would not have run and has not run in Montgomery County, Maryland. Not one. And I'll tell you something else. One of the reasons they think they can continue to say the most outrageous, sickening, insane things about Kavanaugh is they know he's a federal judge and they know he seeks to be on the Supreme Court so they know he will not sue them for defamation. And if he sued Dr. Ford for defamation, she would lose. Even on a public person standard, she would lose. She has no evidence. If he sued Ms. Ramirez, she would lose. If he sued Avenatti and his client, they would lose. You can't accuse people of the most vile things with no evidence, with no witnesses and no corroboration. It's a slam dunk. Now, it might take a few years, but they know he won't. They know he can't, given his interest in still being a Supreme Court justice and eventually, if not, returning to the uh, staying on the D.C. circuit. These accusers and their lawyers and the Democrats in Congress fear the legal system. Fear the legal system in this case. And they should. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know this is about white male Christian privilege, right? Oh, yes, yes, I know this because we keep hearing this on MSLSD and the constipated news network, CNN. Well, when Clarence Thomas was being attacked like this, is he white? That was a black male Christian. Or how about when Sarah Palin was attacked? Well, she's a white female Christian. How about Herman Cain? Remember what they did to him? There's another black male Christian. I could go on. A, don't buy this. Oh, white male. Old white male. White Christian. Oh, bah, bah, bah. These people are sick. Sick. That slob. Well, slobs. Plural. Little Dick Durbin's a slob. He's an old white male. Christian, I think. Oh, no, we don't mean leftists. They're okay. They're all right. We don't attack them, their race, and their religion. Let's take uh, Andrea, Los Angeles, California, the great KRLA. Go. Hi, Mark. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I listen to you all the time. I am so incensed with this whole Kavanaugh hearing and fallout and everything Flake did and everything else, I have to tell you, I worked for Obama's campaign as a volunteer. I worked on Clinton's. I met Clinton. I changed to the Republican Party. The Democrats sickened me. And Well, what uh, was the event that, co- seriously, that caused you to change? Obama, everything that Obama did the last four years, I couldn't even vote uh, mm-hmm. when he was up for re-election. Uh, what he did with in the Middle East, how he treated Netanyahu, 
I yeah. believe that he was an anti-Semite, I hate to say it. I well, I've said it uh, many times, and I believe it. Right, but the thing I, I, that bothers me the most is maybe F Dr. Ford was yeah. actually molested. I don't but disagree they, with that. Right, but I think that they... In my opinion, obviously, I think they softballed the questions. I didn't hear anything about her drinking. And in, in trying to do a little bit of my own research, because I have a research background, I found out she was a cheerleader in high school. And there was, there was something on the web that talked about when the cheerleaders, quote unquote, got spirited enough, it was party time. So what I'm wondering is just like any other teenager, she might have had so much to drink. She didn't know who. who well, here's what I do know. Did anybody ask that question? Exactly. That was my point. It Did they ask answer. those questions about Kavanaugh? Yes. Did they ask those exactly. questions about her? No. Exactly. And this is why she and her lawyers do never, never, ever want to see the inside of a courtroom. Right. But the other thing that I wanted to, to mention, there are two other things. Do I have time? I've been waiting a long time. Give it a um, shot. Okay. Flake. Um, you might have covered this because I turned my radio off, so I wouldn't interfere with anything. Um, I know you talked a lot about Flake, but there was a comment I read on Fox.com where Flake said that if he was running for re-election, he would never have called for the FBI investigation because he said, if I hope I'm quoting correctly, he said there'd be no value and no incentive. I could not believe I read the, that. The guy's a chameleon. He's been a chameleon his entire political life, certainly while he's been in the Senate. Absolute chameleon. Everyone knows it, but because he bashes Trump, uh, because he can't win re-election in Arizona, he does this drama thing, uh, which was connived um, with uh, Susan Collins and Murkowski and Manchin behind the scenes, uh, and none of them have called for any of these accusers to go to the Montgomery County Police Department. They, oh, we need an FBI investigation, which is not a criminal investigation. Andrea, thank you for your call. Mike, San Francisco, the great KSFO. Go. Hello, Mark. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. I want to ask you a question about lying. Oh. Uh, I concede, although I absolutely believe that Kavanaugh is guilty of at least some of these things. Like what? Because it's so long Hold ago. Hold on. Hold on. Can't do the hit and run stuff. What is he guilty of? I'm just saying what I believe. But I concede that we may <laughs> never have me. hard evidence uh, sufficient for a criminal courtroom, which this isn't, that he is guilty. Well, why we isn't it? Know, why, why, sir, sir, you're, you're, you're doing your, you know, hit and run stuff. Why don't they bring it to a court? Why don't they bring, why don't, why, I, I'm happy to answer your question. You're going to answer mine first. You said he's guilty. I want to know of what? And you said it's not a court of law, and yet it could be a court of law, couldn't it? Uh, well, yeah, They could I go to the Montgomery County to Police Department, but they haven't, have they? No, of course not. And you well, if it were my daughter, I would tell her to go over to the Montgomery County Police Department and go ahead and swear out a criminal complaint. And I would do that as a father and a lawyer. So how come they're not? Well, I can't tell you what is in their minds or what they yes, will do Yes, you can, because you're telling me what's in Kavanaugh's mind. You told me he's guilty. That's not what is in his mind. That's what's Moreover, in my mind. this isn't a matter of being in your mind. It's a process. If you honestly believe that somebody raped you or molested you or tried to do that, and there's no statute of limitations where it took place. None. Well, then go. Swear out a criminal complaint. Hey, and for all we know, that that might or a civil complaint might happen in the future. The question I don't I care about the future. I care about now when it's real and it matters. But go ahead. Ask me your tough yeah. question. Thank you. Um, 
I could list for you four, five, six demonstrable lies told Just under give me oath one. by Judge Kavanaugh. Just give me Just one. Thursday. Give me, give me one. one. Okay, here's one. Uh, NBC News is out today with a story. Uh, Kavanaugh on Thursday said that he had never heard of the Yale allegations until the New Yorker story by Ronan Farrow and Jane Meyer came out. NBC News is now reporting that they have texts that Kavanaugh sent to his Yale classmates before that story came out. Well, then he heard of it then, contemporaneously. How is that a lie? Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. You know what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N. Now, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the United States. And this rating comes from hiring sites on uh, Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, you, my listeners, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. We found uh, the story that this gentleman was talking about, who called earlier. At 6.26 p.m., it's posted by The Hill. Listen to this. Listen how stupid this is. A mutual friend of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and Deborah Ramirez One of his sexual misconduct accusers, and this is written by a guy named Michael Burke, has asked the FBI to investigate text messages that Kavanaugh and his ally sent to friends before her story was made public. Carrie Bertram, who was at Yale when Kavanaugh was accused of exposing himself to Ramirez, emailed FBI agent J.C. McDonough, so these people are leaking now, asking the agency to review those messages as part of its reopened background investigation of Kavanaugh. NBC News reported. NBC reported that text messages between Bertram and Karen uh, Yarosavage, a friend of Kavanaugh, suggest the high court nominee was discussing Ramirez's accusations with former classmates before the publication of a New Yorker piece about the allegations. Yara Savage reportedly said in one message that Kavanaugh tried getting her to publicly defend him. All right, two points. Before a story is published or broadcast, typically what happens is reporters go around and they ask questions. They ask questions. They may even have asked Kavanaugh about it. But they ask other people, and they speak to other people, and somebody could tell, say, Kavanaugh, what's going on. Kavanaugh hears about, oh, they're going to publish a story in the New Yorker. And he asks, and I'm just taking it as it states, they could be dead wrong. And he says to his friend, "Um, well, I hope you'll come to my defense. You know I never did anything like that. 
This is utterly innocent. What they're trying to say is, well, he wouldn't have known about it, but for the fact that he did what what uh, Ramirez says. That's not true. That's not true. If he heard that there was a story coming out, maybe he was contacted, maybe he wasn't. Somebody else might have been contacted. Because how else does a reporter write a story? They're asking around about Ramirez. He may text a friend. Big deal. So I have a liberal caller who says, that proves Kavanaugh's guilty. See that? He's guilty. I'm telling you. Absolute insanity in the media. Interesting, isn't it? Has NBC reported on a single fact that this prosecutor put in her memo before she put it in the memo? Or even now, have they done a long expose of what's in the memo? No, they have not. Why not? Why not? It's incredible. And you know what? Every single one of those senators sitting on that Senate Judiciary Committee, you know what they're thinking right now? Geez, I hope I'm never asked these questions. I hope I'm never asked these questions. Well then, a friend of mine writes me that uh, Montgomery County Chief of Police, the county state's attorney says uh, that uh, under the laws that existed in 1982, the time, uh, the allegations made by Dr. Ford, assault and attempted rape were both misdemeanors subject to a one-year statute of limitations. Well, that's true, but they also said the other day that they're open for any complaint that wants to be filed and they're happy to investigate it. So, go ahead and file your complaint. Who's stopping them from filing their complaint? But they're not going to file a complaint. All right. Let's take a few more calls here. Let's see. Let's go to Lisa. Brainerd, Minnesota, XM Satellite. Go. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I had a question. I wanted to ask your opinion on whether or not the FBI can be trusted to investigate the Kavanaugh case, given the history of the Hillary investigation. Well, people have asked me that question, and I think we'll see uh, at the outcome. I think what you're going to see is the Democrats, if they're unhappy with the outcome, they're going to start attacking the FBI. They're going to start attacking it as a uh, it's not a fulsome investigation. They're already doing it. Not a, not investigating enough witnesses, the president slimming it. So uh, these people are not to be taken seriously. These people are to be steamrolled. Yeah. So that's the best I can answer. Okay, thank you. All right, you got it. Jim, New York City, the great WABC, go. We're taking my call, Mr. Levin. You got it. I would hope that somebody could implore our Republican colleagues to stop using the term. First of all, they're not my colleagues, I can tell you that. But anyway, go ahead. All right. The Democrats did a brilliant wordsmithing job by substituting the word credible with the word sympathetic, or vice versa, actually, the word uh, credible, uh, correct, credible for sympathetic. Her testimony, Dr. Ford's testimony, was sympathetic, but it was not credible on any objective level. She did not, did not present any information corroborating her story. The witnesses refuted her claims 
and there was no information provided that was substantive of any nature to support what she said. I'm not... And quite the contrary, as the prosecutor points out, there's a lot of serious questions to be raised. And I think they were very, very lucky, and the Republicans very foolish with this five-minute rule and cutting her off. They were listening to some of the analysts on Fox and other, other cable stations saying she's not scoring, she, that people aren't paying attention to this. Uh, I think Napolitano said it. I'm not attacking. I'm just making a point. It was very frustrating for me at the time, and I pointed it out last week. They're dead wrong. She's scoring points, quote-unquote. She's making points, points that are very, very crucial, and we are understanding what she's saying. I, I agree with you completely. I just yeah, I know, but I was the only one saying it. The only guy on radio, big radio, the only guy on big TV. Well, that's not true. I didn't hear everybody. So, but, but you understand. I do, sir. But it's critically important that they stop using the word credible and use the word sympathetic. Well, you, you better write them, because uh, I'm not the problem. But thank you for your call. Yes, 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 yes. Tony, McLean, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Yes, the left is no longer the left. These guys are neo-Bolsheviks. They are making a run at this country. Mm-hmm. And the sooner the Republicans uh, start to demonize these people, the better off for now, let me, let me let me just say, do you see any Republicans who are elected to the Senate who are going to do that? I mean, the only one that really have, well, there are a couple. Lindsey Graham. John Cornyn, those were by far, and this guy Kennedy from Louisiana. Those are the three. But, but th- maybe this falls on your shoulders. This now, yeah, sure. Listen, you have you had Pro- Pravda, uh, TAS. You had all these organs, and then now these are the organs of uh, 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 of these uh, neo. Um, uh, yeah, Bolsheviks, you call them. Yeah, Nisha, and, and, and you read the neo-Stalinists. This is what they've done. They use the uh, apparatus of of the government to spy and put their... You do listen to this program, right? Absolutely, all the time. I say this all the time. Uh, well, it, it, it needs to be spread. This is... This all right, is, well, I'm this. doing my best. Let, let's keep rolling here. Karen, Sarasota, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Yes. Um, hi, Mark. Regarding Dr. Ford not remembering who got her home, this was no ordinary ride home. When people are rescued from danger flood, fire attack, they tend to remember who rescued them. And uh, I'm, not bu- I'm not buying this drive-home stuff that she doesn't know who drove her home, if in fact that's the right date, location, and events that took place that night with, so- with uh, allegedly Brett Kavanaugh. This is, this is a critical piece of information, critical, that would tell the difference between yes or no. Yes Precisely. or no. She remembers she had one beer, she remembers a lot of details, but she doesn't remember details that would result in corroboration. Correct. Exactly. And, that, and that's very troubling to me. And any prosecutor listening to me knows exactly what I'm talking about. Any litigator listening to me knows exactly what I'm talking about. That is a huge hole. That is a huge hole. And it's, and it's just hard to accept. It's hard to believe she doesn't remember the hero who, res- who rescued her. People see Maybe it wasn't a hero rescued her. Maybe one of her parents. Have you noticed you haven't heard from her parents? Yes, I have. Why? But had she been, had she genuinely been rescued from the danger? Okay, you've said that three times. I don't know if she was rescued. Maybe she had somebody who was going to pick her up as a routine matter. We don't know this as a matter of fact whether she was rescued or not. My point is, we don't know anything. Right. All right. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. 
referring to nitric oxide, or NO. Now, your eyes are glazing over. Don't let them glaze over. It's a gas that your own body makes in the lining of your blood vessels from the time you were a baby. And it's crucial. Yet with each decade, our body produces less nitric oxide on its own. Now, why does this matter? Well, because nitric oxide is a Nobel Prize-winning molecule that signals your blood vessels to relax and dilate. Now, Superbeats by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-enriched beets to create a superfood that helps your body make more nitric oxide on its own. Just one teaspoon of Superbeats daily supports your cardiovascular health and blood pressure levels, giving you natural energy without a quick caffeine kick or sugar high. Real, healthy, natural energy. Listen to Stephen from Illinois, who says the taste is very good, as is the increase in energy. Great caffeine substitute without the negative caffeine side effects. Now, you've heard me talk about this. Have you acted yet? I want you to act right now while you're listening, because now's the time to do it. Call 866-205-4907. 4907 or go to superbeats.com slash Levin, superbeats.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Now, if you do it now, you'll find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats and free shipping with your very first purchase. That's 866-205-4907 or go to superbeats.com slash Levin today. Did you hear what NBC News said? No. What do they say? So every little piece of gossip, every little text, every little thing. But when it comes to Dr. Ford, lots of big stuff. What? I don't want to hear. All of a sudden, everybody's Helen Keller. What? What are you talking about? Mike, Phoenix, Arizona, XM Satellite. Go. Hey, how are you doing, Mark? All right, sir. Thank you. All right. Good deal. Hey, I just wanted to say something about uh, Senator Flake. You know, I've known Senator Flake for quite some time, an Arizona native, Arizona pioneer family from my, my mom's side. Uh, yeah. his, uh, Flake's uh, family is the Arizona pioneer family as well. Um, known them for years. I was on the Phoenix Chamber of Commerce. I was on board directors for that for a number of years. Owned a really large business there. Anyway, so we would bring different different politicians in and so on and so forth. And um, I remember one time very specifically how uh, Senator Flake came in Actually, yeah, Senator Flake came in, and he was all giddy about the fact that he was chosen by Obama to come in and uh, to, to go fly down to Cuba to on Air Force One to bring back some type of dissident or political dissident or something like that. And he was just um, uh, just over over the moon about this stuff, and he talked about it incessantly. And and I, I and at the time he said that he went down to Air Force One and hoped one day. I remember him saying this that one day something along along the lines of. Well, someday he hopes to have Air Force One for his own own use or something oh. like that. I can't quite remember. I can't well, I, I suspect that's true. Now, he trashes Trump left and right. I don't ever remember him trashing Obama. Do you? Um, no, I don't. He, he never did never did trash Obama. And one thing that's interesting is that he gave a speech one time there in downtown Phoenix. I showed up to it. 
and everybody knew that I was a uh, a Trump supporter. And I let it know, be known, I was a Trump supporter. We went back to D.C. Uh, back there in a big committee, and all the, all the senators came in, and all these other people came in and talked to us all. And uh, what was interesting is that um, I ended up having to fly back on the jet with Senator Flake all the way from, from Reagan, all the way back to Phoenix. And let me tell you what, this guy is full of himself. And all, he's all about Jeff Flake. What's interesting is that all the people up in his region, in the area, area called Snowflake, Arizona, which is named after his family, Flake, Snow, some guy named Snow, some guy named Flake, they call it Snowflake. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yes? <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the town, Snowflake, Arizona. You look up on the map. Ahead fact, of his time, yes. I, yeah, I just drove through. I just drove, drove through there not too long ago. Anyway, so all these people, when you mention Jeff Flake, everybody rolls their rolls their eyes, and the, the, the funny thing is, they roll their eyes and they grab their wallet. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and so he's known as being somewhat of a used car salesman. They call him. Uh, they they say something about a snake oil salesman or something like that. And you know, he, he's he's actually a really smart guy. But but but, but here's the thing. And I appreciate all the background. Here's the thing. The media and the left, and they are the same thing, they don't care. If he had a horrific record, it wouldn't matter. Uh, He's a useful idiot, and he really is a useful idiot. So is Susan Collins, and so is Lisa Murkowski. These are useful idiots. It's unfortunate that we don't have enough useful idiots on the Democrat side who from time to time really have an epiphany. And move on to the Republican side. Have you ever seen a Democrat celebrated by the media who joins with the Republicans? No, never, ever. Never, not one, right? No, no, exactly. And you know one thing that was told to me one time by Senator Barry Goldwater? I was at Goldwater, the young Republicans, Barry Goldwater. I'm sure you know Barry Goldwater. Anyway, yeah. he's a guy real well, <laughs> and uh, he's the one who got me in the Democratic Party. I'm actually a union guy. I'm an IBW guy. Right. And a union guy. And I came up through the unions, the Democrat, and he's the one who switched me to the Republican Party because he said, hey, we like you. And so, but he told me that at one point, at yeah. one point in our, in our, in our country, in our country's uh, future, future, he said, in the future, you are going to see a division so great, it's potentially going to lead to a revolution in this country. And I think we're at that point. I think we're, if we're not there, we're certainly close. And the left is pushing us into this. Their 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 race baiting, their uh, their attacks on uh, fundamental institutions, their uh, discrediting individuals, regardless of due process, regardless of proof, it's becoming commonplace now. And of course, they have the media as their mouthpiece. Thank you for your call, buddy. Excellent call. I appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed the program. Uh, we like to talk about real substance here, you know, not just the same old, same old. And I hope you'll join us tomorrow, too, and we appreciate it. God bless and be well.